five, four, three, two. Are we doing the Joe Rogan thing? And we're live. Oh my God. Here we are. Matt Butterfield. (laughs) Matt Beery. Welcome to the pod. Oh my God. How was, uh, how was your DMT trip last night? Oh, bro. I like saw the face of God and he was mad. (laughs) He was mad? Yeah, he was a he. It was a he. It was definitely a he. God is definitely a man. And he told me specifically to come down here and tell everybody that he's a man and that all this shit where people are trying to make him into a woman now, they need to stop doing that because he's not a woman. He's a man. People don't. He's like his whole point was like, you don't like it when you're misgendered. Why would you? How do you think I feel? I'm fucking God. Why would you misgender me? So it was just like, you know what? You're right. These fucking like liberals, bro. They're like fucking they're ruining God. And I learned that on DMT. That's fucking heavy, man. You know, back when I was doing, uh, back when I was doing shots in Boston, when I was growing up, you know, yeah. uh, when I was also, you know, doing fucking Taekwondo tournaments, right, right. When uh, you were there was the head a lot. There's just really fucking great guys. Great comedian. Yeah. Uh, you know, named Bob McElDouche. Oh, to, dude, oh, yes. oh my God. You know, Bob McElDouche. <laughs> I got a story, but we'll talk about it. Later. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to always do these sets about how yeah, yeah. He, he roofied my sister, but it was hilarious. So, it's oh, fun. that's so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Happy well, New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> Welcome back to the Matt on Matt podcast. That was our Joe Rogan experience intro <laughs> two comedians talking about philosophy <laughs> and pretending like they matter <laughs> although joe rogan does matter now he has a huge audience he has a huge audience, um which i kind of dig because i like his show a lot um depending obviously he's one of those ones that he depends on who the guest is because he doesn't ever like contradict his guests unless it's like alex jones and yeah. he just absolutely has to because he hasn't in the past. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people yeah. are like, Yo, Joe, you should like say something when Alex is making shit up because you have a huge following and people believe him. Not only I don't know. I go, so uh, I go back I, and I'm forth you, on I'm Joe. With you. I go back and forth on Joe. It's like I like Joe Rogan clips whenever he's talking to someone that's lived in the forest for nine months. <laughs> <laughs> that's. That's why, and then I like it whenever he has Tom Burton Ari on. But that's yeah. about it. Like, I really enjoy you know certain musicians. Yeah, like, um, yeah. He, he had Sturgill and Sturgill's whole band on there, and right. talking about a lot of a lot of different shit. But um, also, you know, like the creative process that went into the new album that yeah, that new album listen to. Yes. Oh my God! Everybody needs to stop what they're doing. And go listen to the new Sturgill Simpson al- album. Rock and Roll is back. Uh-huh. And it's being led by a country artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Country musicians out of Nashville. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's called The Sound and Fury. And God damn it, guys. The first time I heard it, I like melted into my couch and lost my mind. And then I tried for months to get Matt to listen to it. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. <laughs> and then talk about it on the show. I had my reasons why I was uh, kind of skeptical, and it was, but I was wrong. Look at a me. Mutual Listen friend to me. of ours who's yeah. way who's way more attractive than I am. Well, yeah, duh. Told him to listen to it, so he did. 
I don't want to sleep uh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Did I say that? It's okay. I don't uh, want to sleep with me either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. But no, seriously, fucking album's outstanding, right? It's so like, it's good. It's just a journey. Yeah. It's, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, a, it's what you want an al- a rock album to be, in a way. I mean, because it's... The songs stand out on their own while that while also going together and melding together really well. And a few of the songs still give me chills, like make mm. art, not friends. is just, oh, my God, Oh, dude, when it drops into the main part of the song from the yes. intro, yes. I just feel like my whole body just like goosebump. Talk about I'm like EMT. a walking goosebump. <laughs> it's true. That's Sturgill's whole thing was opening, you know, drugs opened his mind up to a world where um, we're not governed by an invisible man in the sky and his magic book of rules. Is that really what it what happened? He took DMT. He took a lot of drugs. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you should listen to the song Turtles All the Way Down. That's a book. Like, well, yeah, but he also he wrote a song oh, okay. called Turtles All the Way Down. And, dude, the lyrics are just they're just wild. It's really he went on like he went on drug trips and was just like, hold on, you're trying to tell me (laughs) (laughs) that this rock in the middle of a vacuum is governed by a man (laughs) who created in the sky an unknowable amount of years ago. And yet you think it was six thousand years ago and it took seven days. (laughs) That's what you're telling me. What you're trying to tell me right here. I'll read you some of the lyrics. Because it's so good. Uh, all the Way Down is also a very fun bar in Bed-Stuy, if you, it, which you have been to with me. I've been to, yeah. I went with you. It was There's a, a video bar. of us there. <clears throat> oh, Lord. That you posted. Because I said, post it. Fuck it. And I yeah. do not remember saying that. Y'all dancing to you and, uh, you and our dear, sweet friend Alex dancing to Talking Stop. Heads. Yeah, that's what it was. It's- the best part is when you like grab the little fucking gun on the arcade game and start shooting it out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was your last night out in New York city before moving back to Texas. Yes, it was. And Ah, damn, uh, Oh man, what a hangover that was. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I didn't feel, I couldn't feel my face for three days. I had to move like that. (laughs) My whole nothing worked. I had to move across the country the next day. Oh. That was um, not not smart on my end, potentially. Although I don't regret it. That's gonna Hell be no. like the name. That's gonna be like the like a name of a memoir I write. Not smart, but I don't regret it. <laughs> Even though I, I do like regret it. it. Um, so, so what do we? What's turtles the all the way down. Hold yeah, on, okay, real quick. Yeah. I want to tell you yeah, a couple yeah. lyrics from this song because I don't. And this is not me shitting. I just don't think you know a lot about Sturgill and kind of no, his mindset on things. Yeah. So the the album that this was on was called Meta Modern Sounds and Country Music. And this song, I'll give you the big refrain from it that that a lot of people were like, holy shit, is this fucking country music or what? And he was like, he says, every time I take a look inside that old and fabled book, I'm blinded and reminded of the pain caused by some old man in the sky marijuana lsd psilocybin and dmt they all changed the way i see but love's the only thing that ever saved my life so don't waste your time on nursery rhymes or fairy tales of blood and wine it's turtles all the way down the line (laughs) 
damn. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Round, dog. I've never done DMT. But let's the rest of that. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's that? What'd you ask? So let's do DMT. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to. It sounds awful. Everyone, like every, to... it sounds like the, what was that shit that everyone was smoking in like 2007? Salvia. Salvia. God. Like, <laughs> sounds like salvia. Or like, but it sounds like salvia, but worse. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to a different plane. Like, I've heard stories about people like, like I was a Native American for 20 years and then I died and came back. And I'm just like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Insane. That sounds like a lot of shitting in the woods. Yeah. And a lot of hunting animals. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of like killing other people and potentially. I'm not, I'm not big on hunting. I'm big on Postmates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been hunting. I kind of would like to go bird hunting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the point being. Know. That's eh, that's intense, for Sturgill. What's that? Yeah. Oh, hunting's not for me. Yeah. But Sturgill's definitely for me. Um, he's got a very different view and way he looks at the world, and he's very much not a normal, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. A normal country singer. Also, on that episode of Rogan, he had this great thing about where, because um, he, he has a house in Nashville and then a house a little more out in the country. Um. Him and his family were at the house in Nashville and like somebody broke in. Oh, shit. In the middle of the night. So the next day he sends the, you know, the family goes back to the country house. He had to stay in Nashville to do some work. Well, then the next night, sure enough, alarm goes off again. And Sturgill has a fully appointed AR-15 with a laser scope and everything. And he said, I walked down the stairs. I'm like halfway down the stairs. And sure enough, there he is right in the middle of the living room. And I just, you know, point the gun at him. And I just say, you know, hey, man, he looks at me and we locked eyes and the, the dots right on him. And I just looked at him. I said, hey, man, what are we doing here? And he turned and he ran out and took off. Whoa. And then, yeah. And he said, and I called the cops, and the cops came, and they were like, why didn't you shoot him? Sergeant was like, why, why would I shoot him if I, he yeah. ran away? Why would I shoot him if I didn't yeah. ask him? They were like, you could have you killed the guy. They were like, you had every right to kill him. Yeah, but you don't want to like, kill people. He was like, why the fuck would I kill a person if they're not posing a threat to me? He's like, yeah, if he'd have ran at me, yeah, I would have shot yeah, him. Yeah, right. But like, he ran away from me. Yeah. He used yeah. the gun like it was supposed to be used. Right. Like, as just deterrent. like, yeah. As a, <laughs> but these, to, but these keep, fucking Nashville PD were like, oh, why didn't you shoot him? You had the chance to kill somebody, dude. Why wouldn't you kill him? Why don't you, like, do you know how, what a big rush that is to kill somebody? Oh, my like, God. I can't. And that just sums up. I loved what Sturgill said about that. He's just like, man, they're looking at it. He was like, that. basically, he's like, they're looking at everything all wrong. They, yeah. I don't understand that mindset. They just they were chomping at the bit to kill somebody. That's and I know so many people in Texas that are like that. They're like they've yeah, got their arsenal and they like they wish somebody would try to break into oh, their house because they cannot wait to kill a person. Oh, yeah, I know. I mean, I had um, I had teachers that would I mean, I'm sure you did, too. 
I had teachers that would give advice like, look, if you kill someone on your property, drag them into the house because then you'll be you'll get away with it. They're like telling oh. fifth, they're like telling fifth graders this <laughs> like like uh, I don't like, think that killing should be an option. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that I want to kill somebody like even if they were, like even if they stole from me, it's like, fine, take it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll figure it out. It sucks. It hurts me. Makes me feel bad. Makes me feel vulnerable. Much like the pipe bomb full of glitter that was sent to my house. Ah, you <laughs> motherfucker! Whoever did this, Mac got glitter bombed. Speaking of home invasions, <laughs> I got glitter bombed last night. What you don't know about that is that glitter bomb tube was also full of SARS. <laughs> <laughs> I literally got it and I uh, I got this package and my mom handed it to me and I was just like, I mean, it's a fucking tube. And I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? And she thought like, maybe it was like a poster or a piece of art rolled up. Yeah, like a like a late Christmas gift or I don't know what. Like it was just kind of I was just like, I, like, what is this? And she was like, I don't know, did you get drunk and buy something on Amazon. Which goes to show what my mom expects of me, and um, and nice lady. Uh, and I was like, no, I didn't. I'm too poor to be doing that right now. And uh, she, and then I open it, and the thing just explodes all over me, gets all over the couch. I still haven't vacuumed that shit up because I, <laughs> I was I was headed to bed. And I was like, fucker, I don't want to clean up a bunch of glitter right now. Um, and a uh, little, it's funny. But it's also a little unnerving because I've put a lot of feelers out there to try and figure out who it is, and nobody's fessing up to it. I, honest to God, I have no fucking idea. And I gave Matt the same reaction that that all the prime suspects, the people <laughs> that you would expect to yeah. do this, a la myself, yes, Shay, yes, Alex, yes, Emily. Yes. Um, who else do we think was a prime suspect? Because me, Shal- uh, Shay, Alex, Emily. Um, other, I don't know. Like, um, my, I, I still haven't heard back from my cousins. Ooh, like, those motherfuckers. Yeah, the Edies. Edies? Who, yeah, who, uh, who are destructive and hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was definitely them. But, but they Ooh. also, but they are also like in med school and shit. Like, they're growing up. Don't you ever assume that education means somebody grew up. <laughs> Don't you ever assume That's that. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's just kind of like I also didn't think to text them until like an hour ago. But um, I'm trying to think who else I texted. Let me look. I texted you. I texted Emily. I, uh, everyone that we just listened. My buddy Ricardo. So I, I, uh, I think it might have been Ricardo, but or I texted him and it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the other Emily, Emmy. It wasn't Emmy. It wasn't my buddy Taylor. It wasn't Oscar or Mandy. <laughs> it wasn't uh, De- Devin hasn't responded, although I don't think he would do it because his no. his wife y'all hates aren't, me. Y'all aren't really friends anymore. His his girlfriend hates me, so we're not friends anymore. Um <laughs> Uh, it's not, it's not Emily's mom, who I also thought it might be. <laughs> I fucking hope it's somebody's parents and not just somebody. 
So it's just kind of like weird because I like, like, I don't know. I fucking like live with my mom and dad and I don't advertise that necessarily. So I don't <laughs> tell a whole lot of people my address because they're going to be like, oh, that's the address you grew up at. And it's like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck off. I was gone. I was in the New York Times. Get get away from me. <laughs> Take <it. laughs> Leave me alone. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I have no clue who did this. And nobody's fessing up to it. And and the thing is, is that it's going to make me feel so much better if I know who it is, <laughs> and that I'm they, and, and 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 that they are not actually stalking me or mad at me. <laughs> I mean, it's a glitter bomb. How mad can well, you be? But like, I don't also, know. what really sets it off was the message that came. Yeah. With the bomb. The message that came with it. So it it pops out and it says. Look up the tracking number. A note popped out of it with the glitter that said, look up the tracking number at ruindays.com. And that's where I went. And I looked it up. And the note attached to it just said, be nice. (laughs) So that's when I had the theory that it was somebody from the restaurant Matt used to work at. (laughs) But I'm like, I don't. But everyone there, I just don't see that being a part of their personality. Yeah, neither do I. Mean, I. You still those people? Like, I just don't see that happening. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they got their revenge. Like they're like, very playable. Well, they also weren't looking for revenge <laughs> on you. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what I mean. Like, like it's like they let go was, of a they let go was, of a troubled that was, employee. That was, like, <laughs> that was years ago. Like that would just be weird if it was any of them. It would the, be the company. The company that is that sent it is based out of New York, but I don't know what that, that could mean anything. You can just order yeah, anything that online. Mean, that doesn't mean dog shit. Cause I looked up all the shipping information and where it came from. And it's just from different counties on long Island and upstate. And then, uh, I think, I think that's where it was from uh-huh. and, uh, and it's from New York. And, uh, yeah, so it was just, it's super weird. I'm not mad at all. I'm a little creeped out that nobody is owning up to it. Because I do think it's funny as long as I know who did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet it was your mom. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I know it wasn't because she was next to me when I opened it. And she, and if it had been her, she would have been like, hey, Matt, come to the kitchen and open this. <laughs> Somewhere where it's easier to clean up. All right. right. Like I see, she wouldn't I see. have made a mess like that in her own home. She's, <laughs> she, she has a sense of self-preservation. I'm like. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know who did this. Um, unfortunately, I've got a bad feel. I don't think we're ever going to find out who did it. I'm worried that that's the case also, because I'm worried that the person now thinks I'm mad. <laughs> and I can be a dick when I'm mad. <laughs> oh, really? I never knew. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, I'm not mad. I just want to know. Sorry, what? I said, I've definitely never been afraid to tell you something in fear of your reaction. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) I'm working on it. Uh, I sent you a text message that said, you can't be talked to. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I'm just kind of freaking. I'm not freaking out, but I am troubled by it like it's it's uh, it, uh not, i don't not even troubled it's funny 
I just want to know who did it. Yeah. That's, That's the thing is like, I know you. And if the person who did this is listening and they're afraid that Matt's going to rip him a new asshole and never talk to him again, trust me, guys, listen to me when I say, I know this man very, very well. And if he wanted to rip you a new asshole, we would not be laughing about this on the podcast. And it w- yeah, it wouldn't even be, I would be on the phone with the police. Yeah, exactly. Which, which is something I thought about. Asshole. <laughs> I'd be like, I, I got to get this worked out with the cops, Matt. I can't do the he's podcast a, today. He's a Texas suburban white. He would be <laughs> on the phone with the cops. He also, he said, if it's anybody from that restaurant, I'll sue him. <laughs> well, you know, does that include me? Um, uh, no, because you no, I don't think so. Did uh, you do it? No, I no. didn't. Okay. I promise uh, to God. And I if it was not. you, it w- I wouldn't sue them. But <laughs> you would probably else? want to. <laughs> well, honestly, if it was like a former employer or anything, I would probably hit him with a restraining order. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding about that because that's like crazy. Sending, yeah, that that, like, really... that would just be like a line. It's like, all right, man, like fuck off. We don't work together anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got it. What? Fucking figured it out. What? Who else would want to ruin a young suburban white man's life more? Uh-huh. I know who did it. It was that goddamn Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. AOC! This is her, the next step in her battle against the whites. <laughs> <laughs> against the white man that she endorsed for president. Um, <laughs> Obviously joking. I... I, it's a funny, it's a funny thing where like, I don't love her politics and I don't always love the way she goes about things, but I kind of love her. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I also love what she's done to the whole system. There was actually a yeah. recently an article written about her, about how like she has changed Washington, but she hasn't changed at all. And it was like, <laughs> that's very true. Because and I was also seeing people talk about her on Twitter saying, like, why is she, why does she run as a Democrat? Because anytime she says anything, the Democrats always say, yeah, that's not our party line, but we're still going to support her. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, just the most confusing thing ever. I fucking hate politics right now. Politics right now are just I used to be a big fan of politics and I am still obsessed with it, but I don't want to engage when I about it anymore. Like I used to, you know, Yeah, I used to love talking about it. Dude, yeah. the 2012 election, Romney awesome. and Obama was fucking outstanding. It was, it was 2008, was uh, McCain fun. and Obama. So much fun. Like, like even I mean, the they Bush and Gore shit. I, I was into that when I was like, I was in like six. Oh grade. dude, I was super into Bush and Gore. I was yeah. a big time Gore supporter in the seventh. Me too. Me big too. Time. And I got so much shit for it. I got bullied all the time for it. And I was just like, they're like, you're a traitor. You're not supporting your governor. And I'm like, why would I support my governor? He's an idiot. Do you listen to this guy talk? He, and yeah. they're like, yeah, he sounds like us. And I'm like, and we're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> like we could have a beer with him. Yeah, like, no, we couldn't. He doesn't drink. Do you no. not listen to what he's saying? He's <laughs> an alcoholic. He's in <laughs> he's recovery. He's a Baptist. <laughs> Not oh, you my know style. They, you know why they? You know why you always bring two Baptist fishing, right? 
Why? So that they don't drink all your beer. <laughs> if you bring one, you're, he's going to drink all your beer. Anyways, some Texas humor for you. Really funny stuff it. coming out of here. So if you glitter bombed me, please identify yourself. I think it's funny. As long as I know who you are. <laughs> if not, we're calling in the forensics unit. I might call that company and be like, hey, I just need to make sure this isn't a stalker that I have. Like, lie. Say I have a yeah. stalker. And be like, I need to make sure that this isn't that person. Can you please tell me? <laughs> That'd be a good... I might actually do that. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. You should do that. Because what if I do have a stalker? Oh, fuck. Dude, what if we do it right now, live on the podcast? Nah, eh, that's going to take forever. That's just going. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Moving right along. Speaking of um, speaking of uh, politics. Speaking of politics, we are on the verge of none other than... World War Three coming at you live in 4K HD television, 24/7, 365. So, um, who's gonna win World War Three? I'm not betting on us. Uh, we will. Oh, I mean, I know. let's go on. Like, <laughs> let's just shut the fuck up. Come on, Matt. Let's be real for a second. <laughs> okay we may not it may not all the decisions may not be morally correct <laughs> we may commit some war crimes we might we might nu- drop a couple of nukes on some cities full but of civilians we're gonna, but we're gonna win that fucking <laughs> oh my god i'm not saying i agree with it and no. i don't I don't agree with it. I don't want it. I don't want to be at war. I don't want people that we know to have to go to the Middle East and die again for the second yeah. time in our lives. Not just yeah. the second time in our lives. Like, we're young adults. Dude, and it's about not the second time in our again. life. It's like the fourth time in our life. That's true. Like, like That's because true. there was Desert Storm, Afghanistan, Iraq, and now this. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of it. Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to be involved in the Middle East anymore at and, all. We should have never got involved. We should have never went to Iran and ousted their government and put in a puppet government so they would sell us oil on the cheap. We should have never done any of that. Right. It's just all it's just we need to. It's like, you know, when you just need to fucking break up with somebody. Yep. <laughs> like, like yep. that's it, like but you're hanging on. Because that <laughs> pussy is so good. No, <laughs> that AKA oil. AKA the oil. The oil is so <laughs> slick. And <laughs> <laughs> all that being said, I want no part of any of this. I it's I'm but, so tired of it. <laughs> but but we're gonna win. <laughs> if it goes down full scale, we're gonna fucking win. Gonna like win. there's no two ways about it. No one's beating us. But then, the, but then the issue is that it's like, a, I don't really think that this is going to blow up into World War Three because it never has before. Yeah, I mean, people have been talking about World War Three ever since World War Two. Yeah, our like, way, um, the world, right. all the countries in the world, diplomacy is way better than it used to be. Right, right, and um, 
And also just nobody wants that, I feel like. And to to be fair, we are very good at keeping wars off of our shoreline. In fact, we're so good at it. The only time we had a war in America was against America. Yep. The only <laughs> and and like like I guess Pearl Harbor was an attack, but that was before Hawaii was actually a part of the states. I think it was. Yeah, a they were. Uh, they were territory. But so it's just kind of like we're very good at keeping it away from us. I mean, I don't know. It's just fucking insane when you think about it. Oh, I it's feel, absolutely apeshit. I people are making jokes about the draft and stuff. That won't ever happen because no. there's poor people. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say, but it's the truth. And I don't know. Anyway, this is World a hilarious topic. <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, it's such a it's a weird thing because you know I, back in the day people just line the fuck up. Right. I'm going. And we're not talking about just like nowadays the military really caters to the um, economically disadvantaged right. people of color because uh, it promises them a kind of a leg up. It's kind of like Hamilton where he knew the only way he could make it in the world was to be in a war, was to fight. Oh, war. yeah. The wow. only way he could get a leg up in society was to command troops in war. Nowadays, huh. there's a lot of people that they feel the only way they can get a leg up is to go into the military and potentially yeah. fight in a war. Well, I mean, that's the only way a lot of people are able to pay for their college without right. going into crazy amounts of debt. And it's also the only way that, like, I mean, I lived with a guy that did that for two years. Yeah, absolutely. He and he and his, and his mind was ruined, by the way. I mean, I love that guy. He was a good guy. He doesn't listen to this. So I don't mind talking about him. I'm not going to say his name, but like. He like I remember he he just gotten back from Afghanistan a couple of months before he moved into my place. And mm -hmm. then I remember Fourth of July happening and he I mean, he was just like it was it was nuts because, you know, in Brooklyn, everyone's setting off fireworks. Everyone's acting like a fucking lunatic. And he just holed up in his room, poking his head out every now and then. It's like, hey, Matt, these are fireworks, right? This is a full grown, like 27 year old yeah. dude who's not as scared of anything, who's been in gunfights for months and months and months. But he, he comes back to the States and his mind is just ruined and he's trying to go to school. I don't know. I just felt so bad for that guy. I felt yeah, awful about I, the, the way that our everything, everything to do with our military. Just I really it's I, it sticks in my craw. I understand that we need them, and I understand that like I need I should probably since I will never and have never and never even considered enlisting should probably shut the fuck up about it. But I'm also a citizen here, so I feel like I can say something, and I really just don't like the I don't like the way our military like is done. But then again, I have no idea how to fucking fix it. Yeah, know. and also <laughs> it. It comes down to like where where you and I tend to be a touch more compassionate than a lot of people we grew up with, and yeah, serving in the military. I mean, my dad's a Vietnam veteran. My grandpa's a World War II veteran. Um, serving the military is a very honorable and selfless thing to do. I just hate what it does to people. Yeah. Yes. 
And the thing about it is, like, we need them. We do right. need them. Right. You need it. We're, we, we're grateful and we are lucky that we have them. But goddamn, there is such a thing as a double-edged sword. Right. Like, and it's like, like we absolutely need them. We're grateful. But I also don't want them to have to, like, fucking suffer mental illness. Just to go to college. Right. Because that's the whole end game. That's, I what mean, it's all, that's, all, that's what it's all about. Right. That's the whole thing. That's the only reason why my roommate enlisted was because he lost a scholarship because he was playing football and he wasn't allowed to smoke weed to help treat his pain. They kept trying to pump him through full of opiates and he didn't want to do that. And so he smoked weed to treat his pain, lost his scholarship because he was trying to do the dumb thing where you juggle, you know, fake piss or whatever, I think was what happened. And, and all the, and like he was trying to get around drug testing essentially, and it failed and he lost a scholarship. And his only option to other than going into crippling amounts of debt was to go enlist in the military. Yeah. And he comes back and he's like, I had to kill children. I had to like do, do all these hor all this horrible shit. Friends of mine. He's like, showing me pictures of friends of his that died. And he's also showing me pictures of like just fields of opium and, and marijuana that United States, military personnel are protecting, by the way. Oh, yeah. We control the heroin. The United like, States military controls the heroin trade in the Middle East. It's crazy. Like, it's – it's like, it, 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 I'm just like, so what do we do there? We just guard it? He's like, yeah, we guard it so that, like, we can harvest it. And I'm like, and then what do we do with it? Sell it to people? What? Or, yeah. or they, they, they facilitate the sale of it. You know what I mean? They may not be yeah. the ones dropping off the briefcase and pick, picking up the and picking up the trash bag, but they're there with the guns, making sure it happens. It's fucking crazy, and yeah, dude, um, it's fucking nuts. Which you know. So, anyway. Either way, you know, we can't ha- we can't have it both ways. Is really what it boils down to. Right. We can't have it both ways. We can't have a safe and secure nation. And have the people who serve that safe and secure nation be mentally healthy. And we there and there's just no reason to do it again. That I'm concerned. Like I can't think of a reason on the face of the planet that I'd be like, yes, we need to go to war. It's like, okay, they might have a nuclear bomb. So many people fucking have nuclear bombs. And, and they're all pointed at each other. Yeah. No and one's going to do it. No one's going to do it. No one's going to do it. The only people that have ever done it is us. Yeah. And we regretted so, it. Yeah. And we're, well, we sort of regretted it after we did it again. Like, like, like it's just, we, we haven't gone to war with North Korea and they did it. Why? I mean, I know why, but it's like, it's because they don't have oil. They don't have anything that's, that's useful to us. But it's still yeah. just—it's—it's it's the just North gross. Korean landscape is completely useless patch of land, and it's also a narco state. They sell crystal meth. Really? That's, yeah, that's what they do up there. That's how they make I most did of not their money. Know that. Is that they they create amphetamine, wow. and they sell it to like they sell it to drug dealers and to like different pharmaceutical outlets. No shit. Yeah, it's. I really crazy. didn't know that. I yeah. really didn't know that. Google it, bro. Google it, bro. It's real. (laughs) That's fucking wild. It's fucking wild, but there's nothing legitimate there that we can take a hold of. There's no oil. 
Although not that that stopped us in Afghanistan. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, Afghanistan was uh, that was poppy and marijuana territory. Right, right, right. That's um, the opium trade. That's where we get all the right. That's where that's, we get all the poppy to make our opiates. That's where my roommate was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was exactly. Like taking pictures of these poppy fields, and it's like, did you guard that? He's like, no, I was just there one day. Uh, but man, anyway. you know, there we go. So side of the news, <laughs> so the Cowboys fired Jason Garrett. They bent him. Jerry bent him over his knee, pulled down his shorts, got that red ball, got those that red haired <laughs> bottom out and spanked him. <laughs> he gave him a spanking. He said, that's bad, Jason. Bad boy. Bad boy, Jason. And Jason cried and cried. And he said, no, Jerry, stop. Stop it, Jerry. I'll be good. And Jerry said, no, you won't, Jason. You're a bad boy. You did a bad thing. You had everything lined up and you ruined it. You ruined it. You ruined it. And he rolled up and he swatted him with a newspaper. And then he stuck a finger up his butt and he was like, hey, I'm expressing your glands, you little puppy dog. Bark like a dog. Bark like a dog. You have you have swollen anal, anal glands. Bark. Whimper, little doggy. And Jason Garrett's like, no, just let me leave. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it from Matt Butterfield. I've let's had- hear it. Three from Matt Butterfield. That was. Of, <laughs> I've had three cups of coffee this size today. <laughs> that might be your greatest achievement in the history of this podcast. <laughs> His little red-haired butt. <laughs> Mike McCarthy's in the hallway, hearing all this happening, and just like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh shit! I think I need. Did I just sign up? For, what did I? <laughs> I think I need to go get a triple cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from. Super physically fit, <laughs> um, Princeton graduate. Really, Jason Garrett? Yeah, that's Princeton why he's grad. such a football. <laughs> super physically fit Princeton grad, and now we're going to the fat guy from Pittsburgh who used to work in a toll booth. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I think I like Mike McCarthy a lot. <laughs> I like him a lot already, just based off of that information. He worked at a toll booth in Pittsburgh. Yeah, dude, he worked on the Pennsylvania Toll Road or whatever the fuck it is. Pennsylvania Turnpike. You know that he just takes before the highest, he got into coaching. You know that he just takes the highest dose of Lexapro possible. Oh, yeah. Sure. Big time. <laughs> He's just numb uh, all day. What are your thoughts? His dick's an eraser. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting scenario we've got going here. Um... So obviously Mike McCarthy, we know was the head coach of the green Bay Packers from 2006 to 2018, won a super bowl with the Packers. And then as most reports go, um, later in his career, he got, he went to the playoffs nine times in 13 years, won a super bowl, went to, I think like three or four NFC championship games outside of the one that he won a very successful tenure. Um, but then as to most reports near the end of his tenure, he got pretty complacent. Oh. Thought that he could pretty much whatever he do that, that the players would get it done. And the team started to go down and there was a lot of resentment between him and Aaron Rodgers because he was asking Aaron Rodgers to do a lot. Um, he wasn't being very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, creative offensive. Oh, wow. Okay. He, that was his big thing before was that he was very innovative offensively. 
Um, so he got fired at the end of the 2018 season. So he's been out of football for a year. I watched this great feature about what he's been doing. He got together with three other unemployed coaches and they basically created this, this think tank in his barn in Wisconsin. And they went through to try and address every single issue and problem with every single team and player and did this like years worth of research into how to fix these problems, be innovative, be creative, and how to basically run a consistently great organization. Hmm. Um, It's a years-long research project, basically. Hmm. And I watched the video, and Andrea goes, oh, so this guy's all talk. And I was like, oh, shit, now I'm scared. (laughs) And she was we're watching the video, and she's like, this guy seems like a scam. And I was like, fuck, Andrea's normally right about these type of things. Oh, shit. Yeah. So now I'm Um, a little scared. But he's fat, so I like that. Yeah, well, hold on, Matt. Are you you telling me that the Cowboys might have another disappointing season? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Because, whoa, if true. (laughs) Alert the media. (laughs) (laughs) Call ESPN. (laughs) This just in, this just in. Actually, I live about three blocks from the ESPN New York studios. I'll go Go knock on right now. Yeah, just like, hey, did you know? Did you know? (laughs) Did anybody tell you? (laughs) The Cowboys might not do as well as they say they will. (laughs) Jerry said Super Bowl, but I'm not sure. I love and hate that team so much. Oh my god! God, I hate this. <laughs> I it's it hurts so bad sometimes, and then like, but then when I see that helmet with the star on the side of it, my heart just melts, and I love them so much. Yeah, I know. I, well, and I think about I I just go back to growing up in Dallas in the nineties. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that was a magical <laughs> fucking time. I mean. Yeah. Super Bowl after Super Bowl, we're always throwing huge parties. The whole block is just getting fucking lit. All the parents are getting hammered. The kids are stealing dr- cups and drinking out of them, pretending that we thought it was water. Like it was oh, all the moms super are, fun. All the moms are dreaming about filleting Troy Aikman. Oh my god! And then <laughs> this is weird. Uh, so I was talking to my mom about Troy Aikman, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she goes. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I pointed out the meme that, that floats around on the internet that points out that he and Jay-Z have the same face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, well, how come I don't think Jay-Z's cute? <laughs> and you were like, Donna, you skank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Scott was like, yeah. And Scott was like, yeah, of course. You know, yeah. can't, can't be mad that your wife thinks Troy Aikman's hot. <laughs> My, they, they, I don't know. They, they're funny together. They have a funny, their dating history was very funny. Apparently my dad was possibly, I don't know this. This is unconfirmed, but she's going to hear this and yell, yell at me for saying it. Matthew. But, but from my gathering, 
Scott was definitely the side chick for a while. Oh, Scotty got that hottie. <laughs> Scotty the hottie, the side but, chick. But then, but then he was he was Lizzo about it and was just like, I will never, ever, 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 ever be your side chick. Who would want to hide this? Ooh. I mean, who would want to hide this? And then she married him and seems like she's regretted it ever since. No. Sing uh. and single. Hey, that's Scotty right there. Scotty too hottie. Scotty too thotty. Scotty too thotty was like, listen, lady, if I ain't going to be your number one, I'm just going to be moving around West Virginia, jumping off bridges, burning couches and banging hoochies. Hello. And growing my hair out to, to my butt, which he did. Listening to John Prine. Yep. Fuck with me. <laughs> Let me look at your rocks. I can tell you what river they from. <laughs> he could. Um, I can't wait for Scott to hear that. My summation of him is a fucking like 19 year old. I think he's going to enjoy it. Nailed it. I used to, I used to uh, equate it to like a golden retriever. <laughs> oh, there's a Frisbee over there. Now I'm going to hump this woman. Oh, there's another Frisbee over there. Do you have any beer? Oh, boy. <laughs> you have any beer? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Holy shit, that's fucking funny. Speaking <laughs> of Scott, he and I went to go see the Toadies over New Year's. Uh, it was the day before New Year's, actually, at the largest honky-tonk in the world, Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. And it was fucking great. The Toadies kick ass. If you if you are in Texas and get the chance to see the Toadies and you don't go, you are a fool. They still got it. <laughs> they still got it. They sound great. They, they kind of jam out their songs because they're – you know, they, they got three albums. They got two albums that are good. But like. I've playing, only they, heard three songs ever. What? Yeah, I've never listened to their full albums. Dude, you've got to listen to Rubberneck front to back. All right. I'm going to yeah. get, get a hot chick to recommend Rubberneck to you. And <laughs> hopefully you'll listen to it within three months. She's got to be really hot. Yeah, I know because you're married. So it has to be worth. <laughs> worth yeah. losing everything. No, um, the side chick has to really be worth <laughs> listening to an album for. <laughs> but I never said I was going to have sex with the woman. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but if she wants me to listen to a record, I probably will do it. <laughs> no, Rubberneck. I've been listening to Rubberneck since it came out, which was when I was like four, and. Oh. uh you were a I, hip little baby. I was. I was a hip little little child. I had a cool dad. This is what it was. My dad was cool. And we would listen. <laughs> you guys got any beer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, Scott's the fucking man. It's <laughs> awesome. But we had a blast. Um, we had a blast. Met up with my boy, Brian. It was fucking, fucking great. Billy Bob's is great. If you haven't been to Billy Bob's, it is an institution. There's literally like a a bull riding uh, rodeo like part of the honky tonk, so you can go like watch people ride bulls while you're getting ready for the show. That wasn't happening the night we were there, but it did happen the night my my parents went to see Merle Haggard there with my with my grandmother. 
Like oh, you, God damn. Years ago, they went to go see Merle Haggard in the 80s. And while they were in the warm up act was like a bull riding competition. Dude, I would have loved to see Merle Haggard in the 80s. Oh, shit, right? That would have been but, so great. God, it was it sounds like it was incredible. Now, I will say with about Billy Bob's <laughs> the uh, <laughs> let's say the downside. The, I've been to Billy Bob's once and I had noticed this exact thing you're about to mention. The security guards are a joke. I mean, it's like <laughs> they think it's literally they, they all got a cowboy hat on. They all have walkie talkies on their shoulders and they're all looking for a fight, like literally <laughs> looking for fights to yeah. get in, break up. Like, you know those like, type of people we were talking about earlier that they they they're praying for somebody to break into their house. They get to kill somebody. Yeah. Like, like yeah. they're just it, it's it was too. It was incredibly annoying. And um, at one point they were like screaming at each other talking about, yeah, the guy's over there and he you know, we got to keep an eye on him. And, blah, blah, blah. and I like couldn't hear the fucking band. And I just looked at them and said, God damn it, guys, and pointed at the stage. And they were like, Ugh. and they, they left me alone. They shut up after that. But <laughs> like, I also saw one of them that like, okay, so if you don't know the toadies, which if you're listening to this, I would be surprised if you didn't, but if you don't know the toadies, they're a rock band and they come from the nineties and they have a lot of really, they have a lot of songs that go they really come hard from the nineties. I don't know. They why do. I thought that was funny. Uh, was funny. And, and, and so they have some songs that go really hard. And I was shocked that throughout most of the show, not once did anybody start moshing until the encore. <laughs> and the moment the mosh pit broke out, these cowboy hat motherfuckers just it was like like I hope they were wearing diapers for the amount of jizz that just like filled their fucking pants. They were so <laughs> excited to go beat up these kids that were just bumping into each other and having fun. And then the best part was I turn around and see them like going like with their fists up, ready to go beat these people up. And the first guy over there immediately gets knocked on his fat ass. Like, like, and by the way, I know we shouldn't fat shame, but it's like, you know, fuck this guy. Only we can say it. You know what I mean? You can't say it, but we can, we can, but you're not allowed. And it better end with an A. At the end. No. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was just like, I was looking at these guys and they were very much just like, I don't know if you're a security guard, fucking do some push-ups, bro. Like, like these guys, like, <laughs> like, these dudes are so do soft. Free spots. Get over it. <laughs> like, like fucking like, don't go to Wendy's every day. Like, like, like these dudes look like me and they're like looking for fights. And if you look like me, you should not be looking for fights. <laughs> you should be actively trying to get out of fights. You should you be start. looking for an EKG. Like, like <laughs> and so it was just ridiculous. But like, I, I just felt like the, the, the security there was ridiculous. And they were all around us because somebody, not me, somebody <laughs> that was close to me, Sparked up a joint at one point. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't. I'd say if it was. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to say who it was. I know who it was. I won't say it either because I also know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody oh, did. Oh, and, all of a, and then all of a sudden we had um, just the security guards were around us for the rest of the fucking concert because of that. I think. I don't know. 
I don't know if anybody told you, but that marijuana is illegal in the state of Texas. <laughs> Not a Billy Bob's. God damn it. None How of that hippie have- shit in here. Don't bring any of that fun stuff in here. <clears throat> we don't want any of your good times. Dude, that, um, that fucking, that honky-tonk is incredible, though. You've been. It's I like. Been. I saw Pat huge. Green there. It's so big. I can't believe how fuck like I mean, and there's a bar every time. Every time you turn around, there's a bar. Yeah, it's like a pizza shop, and then there's a barbecue shop, and it's fucking great. There's like a saddle on top of a disco ball. Yeah, yeah, hanging from the ceiling. It's pretty fucking yes. cool. Yes, it's very Texas, man. Very so maybe, fucking Texas. So maybe like the security guards are kind of part of the scene, and it's I don't know. Maybe I'm actually kind of starting to like them a little bit more because that's a very Roadhouse oh. shit. Yeah, it is roadhousey, but like also, I'm just like the, the the level of security at venues and places in Texas is very annoying. Yeah, like they're not there to make sure you don't get hurt while having a good time. They're they're there to make sure you don't have too good of a time. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how how it feels. Yeah, Didn't they're not- work security at at some events. When we were I in worked, college, I worked barricade security, okay. at like ACL and stuff like that. Yeah. That was a whole different thing. That was, um, so the main things you would do with that was there were two main things: catch crowd surfers, which obviously yeah. big strong. It was all big strong guys up yeah. front, right? So catch crowd surfers, and also another big thing you had to do was watch for smaller people that were getting like crushed and yeah. pull them out. Yeah, yeah. It, them out and a lot of times you just kind of like let them hang in the in the barricade okay watch the rest of the show because you know a lot of times like a smaller woman or smaller right. you know, a lot of times smaller guys too yeah sure be up against the barricade and then like the headliner comes on and, and then, people push forward and yeah. they're getting crushed against the barricade and you just get them out of there those are the two main functions of that occasionally there would be a fight that you'd have to break up but never Never in, in my time working for W3 security in Austin, uh-huh. uh, never were we ever instructed to stop somebody from smoking weed or huh. drinking or yeah, nothing like that. Well, we I there, see our whole thing, our the whole mission with that company that I worked for was to make sure people had a good time. Yeah. See, that's but weird. help them if they need help. In 2008, I think it was. Maybe 2009, actually, the fall of 2009, the, the rainy year, the shitty year. Mm-hmm. You remember? Yeah. Um, well. They they a security guard at the barricade got super pissed at me for sparking up. Really? Like 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 to the point where he got in my face, screamed at me, and threatened to throw me out of the event. Oh wow! And I was like, dude, it's fucking ACL, is what I said to him. Yeah, and then, and he he was like, yeah, but I, I shouldn't see it, and I was just like, all right. I specifically remember the first day that I was working at ACL, and um, we our getting ready area was back by where APD's getting ready area was getting yeah. ready area, and I heard Chief Acevedo giving his beginning of day briefing to all the officers that were working, and they were like, guys. Let's be honest. This is ACL. This is Austin. You don't have to give somebody a ticket just because you see them smoking weed. Yeah, I bet. He's like, he's like, he's like, my advice would be to not mess with them 
unless they're posing a threat to somebody else. If you see somebody smoking a joint, just let them smoke the joint. It's Austin. This is kind of what they're here for. And it's also like they're in a contained space. They're all in Zilker Park. I've heard I've you're not the first person I've heard say that 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 was his policy, that Acevedo, that that was like his policy. I mean, I remember specifically during like Marley Fest, the 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 uh, the policy was just don't break out any scales. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 like if we see scales, we're going to have to investigate what's going on because you're doing a drug deal and that's not what you're, what you're here to do. You're here to smoke weed and listen to reggae. Like, yeah, just do that. Don't deal drugs. <laughs> don't deal drugs. Just smoke your weed. Just do drugs. Have fun. <laughs> just do them, but don't just sell them. Don't, and sell don't buy them. them. And don't buy them. <laughs> buy them before you get here. <laughs> but don't drop by your guy's place. But I better not see a fucking scale. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know what else I loved? And this was outstanding. Oh, yeah. Are we going to do a holiday? Let's do a quick holiday recap, maybe. Holiday recap. A- I've been gone for a long time. Um, and the whole I took my microphone with me. Yeah. And the whole time I was like. We're going to record and we're going to do this special thing where like I record live from Hawaii yeah. and it just never fucking happened because well, in Hawaii. Like, <laughs> right. Well, you're in Hawaii. Like in plus, I remember you telling me that we were going to do that. And I was like, I bet we don't because uh, I felt mainly really because uh, the time difference was huge. I'd be time texting you big time. five I'd hours, be, five hours. And, and plus it was just kind of. I don't know. It just seemed impossible. You know, I mean, it could be done. It well, just Hawaii. we were in Hawaii. We were going to beaches and we were drinking Mai Tais and riding on boat rides from hell. Oh, thought oh, we were really? going to die at one point. Yeah. Really? Kauai. We did this. Uh, well, so this is a long beast piece of shit thing that happened in Kauai. So we get to this place and like we booked this um, this little uh, timeshare type thing. Yeah. Because Andrea's parents used to own a timeshare. They don't own it anymore, but they still have points that they can use. Sure, yeah. So yeah. we use a lot of points because the Kauai, apparently their busiest season is Christmas. Oh, so, yeah. um, we booked this place and we had to go meet with the concierge when we got there. And he offered us these discounts on things, things that we were planning on doing. So we took the discount on what was supposed to be the dinner cruise with open bar on a catamaran to go see the Nepali coast, the North shore of Kauai, which is one of the most magical, beautiful places there is. It's right. It's just, uh, I can't even I, properly describe it. You'd have to look it up and then realize that what you're looking at is no justice to seeing it in person. It's right. unbelievable. Right. So anyway, um, we were like, well, fuck yeah, we were going to do that anyway. And it was going to, what we were looking at was going to be $160 per person. Mm-hmm. And it was dinner open bar on this big, those big catamarans with like the two blades that kind of cut through the water and make everything real nice and smooth. See, that's the part that's making me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So those are, those are kind of rough boats, aren't they? Like, no, these are the ones with the, with the very narrow, uh, slips. So they, they kind of cut through the water. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) that's what we think we're getting. We think we're getting it for $89. Buy one, get one free. Yeah. 
We have to go sit through, of course, a two-hour presentation where they give you the real hard sell on trying to sell you a fucking timeshare. Right. The only thing that made that bearable was that the sales lady was Brazilian, and she was fucking hot. (laughs) (laughs) Even Andrea was like, this this lady is cute. (laughs) (laughs) She's like... Do we, do we need to go fuck? <laughs> I was like, do you guys want to go see the place? You want to go see one of our units? No, we, we got to go get this out of our system, lady. <laughs> yeah. I want to see your unit. Hey. Uh, hey too far. Um, so anyway, we have to sit through that. And then the time comes for us to go do the thing. And we get a call from the, the company that's doing it. And they're like, yeah, so do you want to do what – you have three options for your dish, uh, veggie, pork, or chicken. And we were like, well, we were told that this was like buffet style. They were like, no, it's you each get a prepared plate. And I'm like, okay. Um, well, while we're at it, this is open bar, right? And they're like, no, this this cruise has no alcohol. Whoa, that's a way yeah. different than what they told you. Way different than what we were sold. Yeah. So back to the concierge, and he was like, oh, shit, well, I guess things are messed up in my computer. I'll try to get you guys on another boat. Of course, there's not available, and there's nothing else available, so we'll just take this $89, buy one, get one free. We'll just do it because it's our only opportunity to see the Nepali coast. Yeah. We go. Not only is there no alcohol on this thing, and it's not a buffet like it was advertised, and it's not on a big, giant boat like it was advertised. It's on a little boat with a roof. And we're going along and the boat is like falling and jumping off these 10 foot waves. Oh my God. Boom. And then we turn the corner to go onto the North shore. Like we turn to go on the North shore of Kauai and immediate thunderstorm. (gasps) Oh, my God. We're getting beat to shit with wind and rain and giant waves. It's a nightmare. We feel like we're going to fucking die. It sucks. It's terrible. Saving grace, the female server slash person working on the boat was super fucking cool. Yeah. She was very, very fun and super cool. Saving grace of this whole thing. And it's just like very not fun. And we hate it. And we're sober. And find out. So the whole thing ends. We get back to port and they're like, they're like, we're going to save the dinners for when we get back to port. Cause obviously none of you want to eat in this. Right. We get back to port and everybody is just like, fuck the dinner. I'm leaving. I want out of here. Some old Asian man, George Costanza, his teenage daughter to get off the boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> he like, shoved his daughter out of the way. He goes, I'm getting off this boat. <laughs> <laughs> Fire! Fire! <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, George Costanza and, and the crew's all like, you guys don't want your dinners? And we were like, ah, God, get, get me out of here. Yeah. The worst part is the whole time, everybody's looking at the radars on their phone, the weather radars, and the weather radars all say, and the forecast said, no rain. We're in a thunderstorm, and the weather radar says there's no rain. Fuck that. What the hell? Yeah, we're in this. So it's horrible. And the worst part is that we get back and we find out that as we were on the North Shore, as we were looking at the Nepali coast in this thunderstorm, 
a helicopter, a tour helicopter with seven people on board crashed and killed everybody hundreds of yards, a few hundred yards from where we were. That's what at the same exact time. That's what Kyle texted me about. Yeah. Us about. He texted us about that. Yeah. That happened at the same time that we were on that boat ride from hell. Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Whoa. That was so that was close. I was he mentioned that and I was like, Matt wouldn't be anywhere near that situation. He's you you're you would never. But here I am learning the opposite is true. Well, the thing about like all the the weather forecast and everything said no rain. That yeah, this was a great day boat trip. And then this freak thunderstorm rolled in off the Pacific and it was terrifying. Jeez. Like, we were on a boat. Yeah. Way safer to be on a boat in a thunderstorm than in a helicopter in a thunderstorm. Oh, hell yeah. I know that. But yeah. like, but it's still scary as fuck. Were you wearing a life vest at any point? No. I would have fucked. Oh, we never yeah. felt like the boat was going to tip or capsize or anything. Oh, okay. Shitty tide. Yeah. You did, you, know. did, you get, did you get boat sick? Seasick? No. I grew up on the water. I don't oh, get okay. seasick. I come from the water. Dar, dar, dar. Hang on. But yeah, man. Um, overall, the trip was fantastic. I come from the water. Dar, dar, dar. Anyway. It was a great trip, though. And Waikiki was crazy because it almost kind of feels like you're in Japan more than the United States or Hawaii. Because they cater so much to Japanese tourists there. And then Kauai is Kauai. It's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful and magical places on the face of the planet. And then celebrated my 32nd birthday in Los Angeles. Went to Musso and Frank, the oldest restaurant in Hollywood. Yep. This year was its 100th anniversary. That's crazy. If you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's where Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Pacino meet at the beginning of the film. Yep. It's where Brad Pitt tells Leo not to cry in front of the Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the craziest thing about that is that really good friends had some good friends there. Austin Newman was there. Okay. Beautiful, great Austin Newman. And then a um, couple of other friends of ours that live in LA were there. And one of the girls that was there with us, she got a little toasty. Ah, nice. Got a little drunk. And she kept yelling happy birthday to me. <laughs> and so then this group of people at the bar decided to sing happy birthday to me, which then prompted the entire restaurant to sing happy birthday to me. <laughs> Every All these people in the middle of Hollywood at Hollywood's most famous restaurant are singing happy birthday to me. I take a big bow and they're all clapping. And I was like, holy shit, I feel like a movie star. This is cool. <laughs> And I posted it on Facebook, and then my acting coach, my acting trainer, immediately destroyed my life. And he said, everybody's a movie star at Musso and Frank. And I know he didn't mean it in a negative way, but at the same time, I was like, no, I thought I was the movie star. <laughs> I was the movie star. It's me. And only me. <laughs> only me. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, that was it. That was my birth. That was my, you know, in a nutshell. I could go into yeah. more on a future episode but that was you know that was my trip cool man fucking sounds fun as shit my trip was that the toadies thing that's about it just kind of like hanging around dallas relaxing took I, I definitely like totally lost track of the days during the holidays it was just <laughs> oh my god i could not tell what day it was at a certain point like literally until yesterday when i was absolutely certain it was monday 
<laughs> sleeping, smoking, eating, pooping, smoking, sleeping. <laughs> so, <laughs> on to our final segment, which is this the one. We're bringing it back. Don't happy bro, 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 don't fucking at me, don't fucking at me, Houston Texans fans. Ooh, tell me about them. And let me tell you, let me tell you why I say this. And I'll lean into the microphone and I'll get very NPR about this. It's not that the Houston Texans are having success. I'm glad for their players and their coaches. They're making money. They're having success. They're living their dream. What pisses me off about the Houston Texans success is that a vast majority of Houston Texans fans, they hate the Cowboys more than they love the Texans. Yes, that is very And that is sad because their team wins a playoff game and they don't say, holy shit, we just won our third playoff game in franchise history. We have a really good team and we have a shot to win the Super Bowl. They say, we just won a playoff game. Suck on that, Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> because you don't truly love your team. Oh, uh. <laughs> The Houston Texans. You just love that they're not the Dallas Cowboys. You yes. hate the Dallas Cowboys so much because you, not as a Texans fan, you as a person have an inferiority complex. You know <laughs> that you're not good enough. You know that you disappoint your wife in bed. You know that you missed that promotion because you're a lazy slacker. You know that your kids are going to get bees and probably go to Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> oh shit. You know what probably I mean? You fail out. It probably flunk out. You know that you're less than, you know, you're not that good. So you take that out on Cowboys fans. When your team finally has a monochrome of success, you're nobody, you're not worth the shit. And you're never and never have been and never will be worthy of wearing that fucking star on your chest. So take <laughs> one playoff win. Go get your fucking ass handed to you by Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes next week and oh. go fuck yourself. And while you're fucking yourself, go and do me a favor and don't at me, bro. Don't at me, bro. Don't at me. You look, this is hack. Fuck it. <laughs> don't at me. Mechanics. Listen to me. <laughs> what the fuck is with mechanics? <laughs> since I've been back in Texas, I have been dealing with owning a car. I own a car now, and it's one of the biggest regrets of my life because now I have to talk to mechanics. <laughs> Good Lord. It's like you don't have to be this way. You don't have to be crooked little fucking assholes that couldn't graduate high school. And so now you're trying to squeeze every bit of every cent out of my fucking credit card. I mean, good Lord. I, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to do a little bit of a Yelp review right now. We're going <laughs> to get a little bit, my, the hair on the back what is going to get short. The, the hair on the back of my head is going to get short and on the front of my head, it's going to get long. And I'm going to ask to speak to the manager at NTB national Karen tyrant, Butterfield, <laughs> Karen Butterfield, 
Matthew Karen Butterfield is in the house, which is my new character I'm working on. Matthew Karen Butterfield is in the house because National Tire and Battery, fucking whatever they are, store. It, okay, so store. I, I went. I made an appointment because I need. I went to go get my car inspected, and they were like, uh, "Yeah, your tires are about to explode, and you cannot pass it inspection." And I'm like, "God damn it!" And so I I go and I um I uh, I, da, 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 I go and I figure out. All right, I'm gonna go get uh, two tires, and then I learned that actually three of my tires are fucked up. So it's like, all right, I go to NTB because they have a four for three deal on their website, right? Mm-hmm. And this is all three days beforehand. And so I I make my appointment online. They say you're gonna spend this amount of money, which was three hundred and fifty dollars. And you're going to get four tires and we're going to jerk you off and you're going to go on your way. And then I get to the fucking place and look, <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> I understand you can't control it if your computer fucks up, which is what had happened when I walked in. And they were like, we're, they were like, we can't do anything right now. We're really sorry. Can you cut? We'll call you whenever we're back up. And I'm like, all right, I'm a fucking Uber driver. I make my own hours. No big deal. I go home. I hang out for a minute with the dogs, play some video games. And then I'm like, I haven't heard from them in a while. Call them, and they're like, hey, are your systems back up? And they're like, oh, yeah. Did you want to come in still? And I'm like, what the fuck do you think? (laughs) 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 And they're they're like, oh, well, we don't have the tires that you ordered. Keep in mind, I ordered them like three days before all this. And I'm like, oh, so do you have anything at all? And they're like, well, we don't know. No, we don't have anything that'll fit your car, but and we don't know when we're gonna get it. And I was like, "Did you order it?" Because I placed this order a few days ago, and he's like, "Yeah, but I, I didn't, I didn't see, I, I didn't do it." And I'm like, "Okay." So then I hang up the phone on that guy, and I call their customer service, and I'm like, "Hey, I fucking need some goddamn tires." I didn't say that, but I was like, "I need some tires." Uh, you're, you're <laughs> I fucking playing. need some goddamn tires. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Matthew Karen Butterfield. <laughs> and, and he's just like, and then, and then the guy's like, all right, uh, let me find you some tires. And he goes, he goes, clickety, clickety, clackety. And then he's like, all right, Matthew, Robert at the Rockwall location has your tires ready to go for you. And I'm like, awesome. I'll drive 10 miles out of the way on these tires that are about to explode. I'll put my life at risk. Who cares? Let's just go. This needs to get done. I get there. I go to the Rockwall NTB, and I talk to Robert. And Robert tells me the price is now six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and I say, what happened? This was three hundred and fifty dollars on your website. And he said, oh well, your tires don't qualify for that sale. And I pull up my order and I show it to him and I'm like, so what is this? And he's like, all right, it doesn't really mean anything to me. I'll take that tire off. So it's about we're at 550 now. And I was like, nope, we're not. What else have you added on? And he's added on all this shit that he's going to add that he's going to do to my tires. He's going to give me brake, give me new brake pads. He's going to do all this shit that I didn't ask for or or uh, arrange for or any of that shit. And he's going to give me an alignment. He's going to do all this stuff. And I'm just, and I look at him. I was like, I was planning on spending $350. I just need the tires. And he won't. 
And he's like, well, your, your, your brake pads are so thin. They're so thin. They're a centimeter thin. And I'm like, well, how much, how thin are they supposed to be? Well, I don't know. And I was like, so is one centimeter. I, I know that sounds low, but what's like the, what, what, like, what is it? If, if one centimeter, I don't know. You know what I mean? What yeah. is, what is, how thick is it supposed to be? Fucking Robert can't tell me. Just well, that he Robert. knows that he knows I need new ones. And I say, well, if you don't know how, like, I was like, well, if you, if you don't even know what, how thick they're supposed to be, how am I supposed to trust you on that? I don't want it done. And so finally we get it all and we get it. He still gets an extra hundred bucks out of me because he does make a point about the alignment. And I'm like, fine, let's get the car aligned. Who cares? Um, <laughs> like it's going on a credit card anyway, whatever. But, um, <laughs> and, and, uh, Oh my God. And so then, and keep in mind, we are at, at this point where I'm talking to Robert, we are at our three and a half trying to get my tires on my car. Right. It's, it's like one in the afternoon at this point, my appointment was at nine 30 and I'm getting a little annoyed because I'm supposed to be on the road bringing in money at this point. Maddie, Maddie's getting upset. George is getting upset. George <laughs> is getting upset. And I did, I didn't fucking lose it on them. I didn't, I never fully lost it. Okay. I only sort of lost it on them once. And then it was when it was when I get home. Like they finally, I finally like stand my ground with Robert Get him. He gets his extra hundred dollars out of me. I get my tires. I go home. I'm annoyed, but I have my tires. Everything's fine. I'm gonna eat a sandwich and I'm gonna hit the road. I'm gonna hang out with the puppy, make sure she takes a crap, and then I'm gonna hit the road. And uh, I I do all that. I eat my sandwich, make sure the puppy take or make sure I, she peed. She didn't because she ended up shitting her crate later that day. Irrelevant. Not not the point of the story. I don't uh, have puppies. Don't have me puppies. But um. And so we, uh, I get in my car and I'm going to go drive over to the fucking airport and drive some people around and low tire pressure pops up on my dashboard. God damn it. Dude. So I call them and I'm like, why do I have low tire pressure? You just changed my tires. And they're like, well, we don't know. You need to, you need to bring it in again. And I was just like, I have, is there something that you can just tell me over the phone that I can do? Because I think this is just a computer malfunction unless you guys didn't do, do your job. And he was just like, no, we, we, we did it, but we need to make sure it's okay. Bring it in. And I'm just like, ugh. The other thing is, is that Rockwall is just way the fuck out of the way from where I want to be. I don't want to be in like, I don't want to be in Rockwall. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want it's like on the other side of Lake Ray Hubbard. It's it's million miles away. It's practically not like you can barely even consider it a part of the Metroplex. And I'm just like, God damn it. And so I go back. I go back there and I finally. Oh, and on the phone, I'm just like, well, if I come back, I better be put to the front of the line because I am done waiting around for you guys to do your fucking job. I didn't say fucking (laughs) to do your job. And he's just like, we'll make sure it's all good. And I go in and I just I drive in the middle. I park in the middle of their garage, taking up two spots on purpose. Yeah. And, and I just like <laughs> I throw my keys at the guy and I go wait in the in the lobby. And they're like, we'll get this fixed right away. 
And I'm just like, and I just look at him. I was like, hey, man, look, I'm annoyed at this point. This has been a really bad experience. That dude pulled a bait and switch on me big time. And this has been six hours. And then the guy goes, well, you got to understand. And that, Matt, that's where I need to remind everyone that you are on my side. Yes. Uh, you. This is I am the good guy. In yes. this, uh, in this uh, uh, story, that's when I go. But you get to understand. The guy's eyes. Oh my like, god! Everything hurts. Everything hurts. He goes. You got to understand. And I just immediately go. But you get to understand. And he, his eyes just like get like the size of half of his head and his jaw drops. And I was like, you have, and I did it. I did that. And then I continued my thought. I said, you have to understand that this has taken six hours and I'm sick of it. And you pulled a bait and switch on me. Just say you're sorry. And he was just like, well, we're getting it fixed. And I was just like, so you're not sorry. He's like, well, like I said, we're getting it fixed. Fine. And I just go outside and I wait for them to finish it out there. They got it done. It was just a computer thing. It wasn't a big deal. But fuck mechanics. They're all like that. They don't have to be. They like, like just to, I, like I would never open a garage because I don't know shit about cars. But if I were, if I were to open a car, car garage, I would just be. I would be the guy that was. I'd be like the Nordstrom of fucking car garages. Just be nice to the customers. Don't try to fuck them. Don't remind them that you have their balls in a vice. Like don't. Just don't don't be like that. Why do you like look, I understand everybody has varying varying like backgrounds and levels of education, but why would you choose to come across as a fucking moron who could barely get out of high school? And that's what mechanics do. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> I love it. Don't at me, bro. What? A fucking episode. Yes. You have to understand. Not oh, my man. best moment, but it also like I I almost started laugh. I couldn't even believe I did that when I did it. But I was so I had been keeping a lid. I I had been sort of keeping a lid on it. I don't know. I need to maybe up my medication dosage or something. <laughs> but like it was just I had sort of been keeping a lid on it. And not being like I wasn't cursing, I wasn't like I did, I, I kind of raised my voice, but every time I did, I'd be like, "All right, sorry, I'm yelling," and it was only ever on the phone. And I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm yelling. I'm on the phone. I don't realize how loud I'm being." And they're like, "All right, whatever." It, it, but that was just like the absolute refusal to just be like, "We're sorry, man." You know, like yeah. like just say, "We're sorry, man. We'll do better next time." And that's a lesson for all you motherfuckers out there. Sometimes it's easier to just say, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it is. It is. I do it it all the time. That's the only way I've, that's probably the only way I've stayed alive. That's probably the only reason why this was a glitter bomb and not a pipe bomb that was sent. Exactly. (laughs) My my life as a restaurant manager, I don't argue with it with, customers if they yeah. say something's wrong i'm just like yeah i'm sorry bud we'll get that fixed yeah yeah it's just my like, apologies sorry. yeah my apologies we're, we're sorry it's not we'll that big a deal it's not that big a deal just say you're sorry just say like all right yeah we we, we kind of 
We kind of did do the mechanic thing. We kind of played you along, and now it's taking too long, and we're sorry. We'll get this fixed. But no, total refusal to ever admit any wrongdoing. It's It blows my mind. Oh, it blows man. my mind. And it's a whole industry. It's a whole industry is like that. It is. I've had yeah. other experiences, like at the Honda dealership. They did shit like that to me, where they weren't going to honor, or like where I was like a few miles past the warranty for a new battery and they just wouldn't work with me at all on getting a new battery. I'm like, like th this is the third battery this car has had in a year that something has to be wrong. Nope. Nothing's wrong. You got to pay to get it fixed. <laughs> Fucking mechanics. Don't at me, bro. Anyway, don't. Don't anyway, that's it for this week for this couple of weeks. Couple We're going to get back on a strong, solid bi-weekly schedule. Bisexual weekly schedule. Exactly what he really said. Really great. It's going to be pussies and dicks um, everywhere, just flying Everybody's, around. Matt's going to be sucking dicks and squeezing titties. Yep, that's just like my whole fucking jam for the month of January. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bisexual Januaries. <laughs> Gender fluid January. You've heard of dry January. Here's gender fluid January. Mm -hmm. No, um, I got some gender fluids for you. No, uh, that was gross. Um, yeah, it was disgusting. We should, I, I should stop stuff. talking. We should stop. I'm gonna let's end it. What are we What's gonna end it on? Um, should all acquaintance be forgot? I and I. I no, these the words. words. Anyway, it's Happy New Year to all of you. I'm Matt Beery, and I'm Butterfield. Follow me at MattBeery06 on all the social medias, and you can send us an email at themattonmattpod at gmail.com. Tom, I know you're listening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, what up, Tom Hilbin? Uh, and um, you follow me at Twitterfield on Twitter at Matters on Instagram. <sighs> good episode. I feel good about this one. I really enjoy this one. We recorded one before I went on vacation that, that was terrible, and I did good. not post it. It nope. sucked. It was very Balls. boring. Um, <laughs> I, I also realized we didn't address Star Wars. Uh, that's because after this last movie, Star Wars is a little dead to me. Okie dokie. Moving right along. I'm Matt Beery. We already did this. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>